folks, my name is Girish Pally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. We are going to be talking about mindfulness and we're talking about reckiness. Well, is that a word? Well, that's a word now that we're going to be using on this show. So this person I just spoke with right before the call, right before this recording. Amazing person, by the way. Her name is Michelle. Michelle Rose Kennedy. And no, there's not three people, it's one person. So let's get her on the call and we'll talk about the details of mindfulness and her book and everything else that whatever she does and why is Back to Basic calling her into this call. So how are you, Michelle? And thanks for coming to Back to Basics. Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for that beautiful intro. Thank you so much. So before we get into the details of what you do and what the book is all about, what is reikiness? Uh, that is a word that I'm going to be using in this show. Uh, so what does back to basic mean to you? Oh, boy, it's it's actually, uh, to me, my concept of it is getting back to the true self, the true mm. nature of ourselves, the the purest form, the unconditional aspects, instead of the world telling us limiting beliefs and limiting and conditioning us back to basics is like that unconditional true self. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for explaining that uh, in your own way, what back to basics means. So thank you again for coming on the show. So what is rickiness? What is hold space? What is what is that whole thing? Can you explain where this book came from that's the first thing i really want to understand how the title happened or did the book happen first so explain that process first absolutely so the book definitely happened first but we'll go back to how that even became a thing um so reiki is um for those who don't know reiki is a form of energy healing it's considered universal life force energy that is channeled through a practitioner and then that practitioner sends it into the person wherever they need healing wherever they need balancing wherever they need a boost or clearing the energy goes so many of my clients um, particularly those who um, were really struggling whether it's anxiety depression or trauma they needed an something to do to work on themselves in between sessions and during the session occasionally um, affirmations would be pulled down or channeled and i would write them out for the person and say do this in between mm. and so that i i had a, a record of all these beautiful affirmations that i would sometimes read and say even though that's specifically for this person this could help a lot of people. So I would make it into a pretty little kind of meme and put it on social media. But I had an idea in my head of either doing like an affirmation deck or an affirmation book. And then when the pandemic happened, I said, well, now it's time. You have to write the book. You have extra time on your hands. It's time. And I realized it could not be a deck. There was way too much to put into this little little square rectangle. And so I started writing and the book concept came together very quickly and easily. Many more affirmations were kind of channeled or configured and lots of verse and, and prose in between. 
between stories or ideas and lists and things like that to help people help themselves. So are we allowed to do R-rated words or should I bleep myself? No, no, go for it, go for it. Okay, so the original thought of the title was um, manifest the fuck out of your life. Mm. And that I was going with that and then my editor said, listen, I love your book. It helped me so much. I think it can help a lot of people, but I don't think the title fits the book. Mm. And she said, go look at this book, that book with titles that have, uh, you know, curses in the title. They're very sassy. They're very kind of uh, sharp. And the whole thing is sharp tongue. And she said that my book was more nurturing and caring. And I had to kind of rethink the concept. The cover was already starting and it had to be reconfigured. And um, I was asleep and I heard, um, you know, I do Reiki on myself. My self-care is Reiki as well. And I was asleep and I heard hold space. And I was like, hold space. And they said, yes, that's the title. And I was like, oh yes, hold space. And they said, wake up, write it down. <laughs> and I, I was like, I'll remember. And they're like, no, you won't wake up. And I literally, someone was shouting, wake up until I woke up. I literally had no paper near my, my night table, got my phone and typed in the notes, hold space. And when I woke up, I had not remembered it, but I remember I wrote something down and I went and checked and I was like, oh my, this is it. Because this is, this is what Reiki, a lot of people say, uh, a Reiki practitioner or a Reiki master is not the healer. The Reiki is the healer. We're just holding space. And therapists say that a lot too. I'm holding space for your healing. And so that is how the title came. Wow. You know, I, I really want the, 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 you know, the draft of that cover, the one you actually said that you were going to go and make. Uh, I'm quite fascinated and interested if that worked. But, you know, I'm trying to figure out also is that maybe do you think that people relate to the words of the title or or the actual book itself? Does that make sense of what I'm saying? The original title that you came up with, do you think that they'll connect with you more versus just the content itself? I, I think a little of both. I think that Hold Space, now that we are in a mental health crisis currently mm. with the world as it is, I think that phrase gets thrown around even more. And so I think it's, in a sense, a buzzword that people can connect to. Um, there's also a subtitle, which is Affirmations and Meditations for Healing and Loving Yourself. So when that combined with Hold Space, I think it, it tells you exactly what it is and what it can do for you. Hmm. Um, yeah. 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 Thank you again. So um, thank you for explaining all that title. Uh, uh, you know, I would have really liked the other title, but that's okay. So let me, let me ask you this here. Is Reiki very complicated or is it very simple? Um, it's actually, I think both. <laughs> Okay. It can be very complicated, but it also is very simple because if we think of the simplicity of everything in the universe is made of the same stardust or carbon or, you know, energy, mm. then it's very simple. And that yeah. energy is available to us. It's really available to anyone, 
Mm. But particularly people who train in the Reiki practice work hard and learn how to bring it through in an unconditional way and then help a person or hold space for a person to heal themselves. So that that aspect of it is the simple, it sounds easy. Um, but as for the healing itself, it's never easy. It's almost always complicated and sometimes ugly and messy and painful. Um, so that aspect, it's a little more complicated, but Reiki has this way of um, being this Reiki-ness and being this unconditional aspect of love and energy and our truth. And I think that every session has a potential to bring you closer to your truth and your, your highest point of yourself or highest energy level of yourself. Michelle, uh, so basically the answer is that it's not complicated. I think the complication comes in is the the healing part, which is the patience part. Am I right? Is that the yes. sense that I'm getting? Yes. I mean, there is, of course, anybody who practices Reiki will tell you that the practice part and the learning is also challenging. Of it course. doesn't always come because, easy to everyone. But yeah, well, when you start something new, it is going to be complicated uh, in the beginning. But I think that's a learning curve, not a complication, I think, I feel. Uh, so yeah. th I mean, that's just my thought process. Uh, but everyone is different, so uh, don't judge me on that part. Uh, so I think there's another uh, teachings that you do. I think it's called uh, Arkashic uh, rec Records. Can you explain that and pronounce that again, please, if you don't mind? Sure, sure. Akashic Records. So. Okay. Um, Basically, so if we go into the root word, which is Akash, or which is basically the ether or space yeah. or heavens, mm -hmm. um, and then the Akashic records are believed that we each and every one of us have a, an, in, in, um, in Latino culture or Mexican culture, they have the book of life, right? Mm -hmm. So this is what the Akashic Records is, that each of us has this book, or I like to think of it almost like the cloud. And we have all of our, our karma, all of our past history in this lifetime and any other lifetimes we've lived, and potential future lifetimes are all in the Akashic Records or this kind of etheric library. And mm -hmm. each of us has this book or cloud there that holds all those records of our our past present and future mm. or our potential futures mm. and so what happened for me is that when i trained for with a reiki master to learn reiki i thought that akashic records was part of the practice that you just instantly had connection mm. um or if you had you know that it just kind of happened it was part of the process mm. i only learned um about, I don't know, six or seven years ago that it was something different. Mm -hmm. And I had had experiences with it in my past before Reiki, but didn't know there was a name for it. Anyway, long story short, during my sessions, I could connect sometimes to people's childhood mm -hmm. traumas in their childhood or past lives would come forward and, and I could mention them to people and that would help the healing process. So it goes into this greater depth of, again, trauma 
or where a problem or a condition or a limiting belief started. And we can really only heal when we can go all the way back to that point, where whether it's in this life or another lifetime. Yeah, thank you again. So let me let me ask you this. Is there a a thin line between reikiness and meditation? Because it sounds the same, but we need to start to explaining people that there is a difference between the two. So where does it hand off to to the reikiness and reikiness back to meditation? Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. Um, so meditation can get you there for yourself, right? You can get to these higher levels and and meditate and um, heal yourself through meditation, breath work, all that, absolutely. Um, I think they're almost like you said, this thin line or this parallel line with each other. Um, it's almost like faith, you know, like all different religions can bring you to the same source. So Reiki, meditation, yoga, um, martial arts, all these different things can bring us forward to, again, our truest self or highest frequency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you again. So is there a certain uh, proper course that you have to learn about the Reikiness or can I just go to YouTube and start doing it right now? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Uh, traditionally, a person should train with a Reiki master, and mm. it's usually three levels. Um, the first level is kind of introductory and beginner, and you work on self-care and, and practicing on yourself and healing your own self. Because mm. when we are, and we can be in any state of, you know, we don't have to be perfectly healed to work on someone else, but it's really important for us to learn the practice of self-care first. And sure. that is a great foundation for anyone. Um, so I always recommend anyone in existence, no matter your age, no matter your your problem, your 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 likes, dislikes, if you learn Reiki level one, you will always have a tool for self-care. Mm -hmm. And then level two is learning about remote Reiki and how to send it over distance, space, time, um, and also working on other people and bringing that aspect into it and also how to keep that kind of um we'll call it detachment from getting involved in someone else's stuff and still maintaining your own energy field and then master level is for those who really want to practice it in either a professional way or learn to teach it and those are the full three levels and it's it's always recommended to do it with a reiki master there are some you know, videos out there that people can do, but it's kind of, if you're flying without a net, because <laughs> there's nobody to really lean on or ask questions to and, and have support. So most Reiki masters are, when they make this commitment to be your teacher, will be there for support and, and guidance along the way. Of course, thank you. Thank you again for that. So if you can tell me very quickly, the top three um uh, you know clients that they come to you what are the major issues that they come to you and then they ask for help good question um i tend to attract um a good deal of people who have past trauma um which i i tend to believe every reiki master attracts the the people or the problems that they can best handle 
Um, so whether it in, ends up being past life or, or childhood or so on, um, but I have, so that is one way that Reiki can help is to ease the suffering of trauma. And then I have clients who are just stressed out. So for example, everything that's going on in the world with COVID and climate change and so on, and anxiety and stress is a, another big group of, of people that may come for that kind of help. And that actually has been scientifically proven that Reiki can help with stress and relaxation. Um, and then pain is the other one, pain management, which is also something that they have been studying scientifically in the labs, double blind, all that, that somehow Reiki healing can help reduce pain. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again. And then one last question, if you don't mind. How? Sure. Uh, obviously, it might be a really easy answer, but maybe not. How easy is it to find the best one for you? Good question. I actually love that question because I, I have, I believe I have that on a frequently asked questions on my website because I think it's important to find the right fit of a Reiki practitioner based on their experience experiences what if they have a specialty area or to make sure that they practice on themselves regularly because there are people out there that forget about themselves and when we do forget about the self we become kind of ungrounded and unable to help people at at our best because we're not at our best mm. um so i always say to kind of make some phone calls check out websites if there's a picture on the website, does that give you a vibration of that person could possibly help me? And then mm. pick up the phone and hear the voice, trust your instincts, because that is already waking you up to your truth. And if your instinct says, this person can help me, great. But if your instinct is, I don't know if I trust this person, then don't. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's the same answer when you go to a doctor or a dentist or any of those aspects, right? Uh, I, I think the connection has to be there. there uh, you know, uh, the vibe has to be there. Uh, so I think those are the things needs to happen too. Uh, but the, the vibe that I'm getting from you, Michelle, it, uh, you're totally awesome the way you, uh, you know, know your stuff and the way you handle that book. It's, it's amazing, that book. Uh, I, I read like brief uh, stuff online, uh, uh, great reviews. So thank you again, Michelle, for, for that. Now, one last question, if you don't mind, before you leave today, do you have any last words or last comments for Back to Basic listeners and viewers uh, for this show? And how was your journey on Back to Basics? Well, I'm going to start with the last question. And I love spending time with you. I love this, you know, this platform and what you're doing for all of your listeners. And I hope that you expand and get many more listeners because of all the help that you can bring out into the world. Thank um, you. And my my message to all you listeners is mindfulness and peace and, and calm does not have to be complicated. We have this basic tool in our bodies of breath. And when we are stressed, we shorten our breath, we, shallow, we have shallow breath, and it makes us more anxious. When we need to relax, deep breaths are the helpful part. Taking a nice deep breath and exhaling it out even slower than your inhale 
can calm you down. Even if you do three breaths like that, it can help you calm down and center and ground. Well, thank you again, uh, Michelle. I think right after this uh, phone call, I think I'm going to take a deep breath also. So thank you again for all the time and all the support that you've given me and this small podcast that I have. And uh, hopefully I'll see you more with other topics and other uh, you know, books that you're going to come up with. And please do contact us if you do, uh, because I would love to talk to you again. Uh, so thank you again for your support. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for all of this. Thank you again. So guys, we spoke with Michelle today and we talked about the reikiness. We talked about taking breathe in and breathe out. Relax and relax out. That's what we all say. And there's one thing that she did say. Find the right one for you. And what does reikiness mean? It's not that complicated. The only complication out of this whole reikiness is the healing part. But that's it. Guys, as usual, as always, there is a quote of the day, and hopefully the guest will like uh, the quote of the day for today. And the quote is, mindfulness means being awake. It means knowing what you are doing. Now, guys, as usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care, God bless, and keep on commenting as much as you can, good, bad, ugly, either way. It'll make my show stronger day by day, week by week, because of your comments, no one else's. And there are three things that this show is always a hit. One, the content, the other, awesome guest, and the third of all, amazing host. Guys, take care, God bless, and I will see you next week. Next week's episode on back to base a documented trait of millennials surprisingly enough uh, but it's all about prioritizing for yourself and we have so much technology that can be overwhelming but it can actually be helpful for us so there's two parts to what we talked about or you mentioned one we are taught that we should be high performing at all times you should get straight A's. You have to be the fastest on the track team. You have to do all of these things. And we're going to overwhelm you at finals and midterms. And you should be able to perform. 